Hello America, J.D. Collier. Today's Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast will feature the Haas and the Eagle, Colin Powell. What a great American, and too bad we lost him recently, but I want to feature him on this and, and discuss so many things about his life and his example that we carry forward today, especially the Eagle attribute of respect. This is J.D. Collier with Eagle, Haas, and Hound. ready for another excellent show. It's the Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast. Okay, I am taking a cool down walk this morning after my my workout. Um, I've been uh, studying up on the hoss, the eagle, who is called Colin Powell, and uh, you know, sadly, we lost him uh, this week. He is uh, now become a hoss, as my definition of hoss being a social integrity hero, someone from our American past, and you know, uh, somebody who passed away. Okay, uh, in this case, now Colin Powell, he just passed away. Um, but he was a great leader. He was uh, uh, Secretary of State. He was a uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and National Security Advisor. Some prominent positions uh, supporting uh, the executive branch, okay? He supported several of our American presidents and he did so honorably with dignity um, and with a lot of respect. So, uh, yeah, I do this show, the Eagle Hassenhaum podcast. I do it for you the American mutt, the immigrant mutt, okay? Basically, uh, we are all the same. We are all the immigrant mutt citizen, okay? Here in these Americas, we, we've come from somewhere else. We're here, we are the same. We're all the immigrant mutt. So hey, this is for you, mutt. Every time I talk to you, I wanna talk about how we can work together to shape the future, okay? The future being the people that we're leaving, leaving behind, the youngsters, okay? And uh, the more we can do to shape a better future, the better. And so I dedicate this show to you, the American mutt, the immigrant mutt citizen, and we are on a journey together to shape the future. So talking about the example, this fellow named Colin Powell, you know, he was a soldier and uh, he was uh, the son of uh, two immigrants who came from Jamaica, okay? They, uh, back in the 20s, I guess, his father came first, hopped on a banana boat, headed for New York from Jamaica, landed in New York, thankfully. And then a few years later, his mother came along and also came to New York. Um, I suppose they must have met in New York and then got married, of course. And here comes Colin Powell. Actually, uh, his sister was born six years before him. Um, there in Brooklyn, I'm not Brooklyn, I'm sorry, the Bronx. Uh, and uh, so I don't know a whole lot about New York, but apparently it was an excellent melting pot back in those days. Probably uh, one of the better examples of how things could become here in America, but all the way back in the, in the early days of the, of the 20th century, um, the, in, in the 20s and 30s. So uh, he described on, on one of his interviews how his neighborhood was very diverse, mostly uh, families from different minority groups, immigrants, uh, many uh, merchants who were Jewish, and uh, people who, like uh, he said that there was uh, some people that were like a laundry facility from uh, Chinese immigrants, and uh, some other, other places. Um, he said that he grew up with that environment, and he, having a, an African-American 
uh, upbringing and being, you know, born through, through uh, you know, immigrants from Jamaica. He was just like everybody else, okay? One of the things I say in this show is that we are the same. And he grew up in a place where everybody felt the same. Everybody was an immigrant. Everybody was on the neighborhood in the block and working together, doing their thing, trying to, you know, win their American future, working hard and uh, cooperating amongst each other there in New York, okay? And so that's also important, I think, that he being an African-American growing up in New York versus growing up in the South, he didn't have the burden of uh, the segregation that was uh, burdening the South so badly. Um, and so one of the things that was a sh shaped his future in his, his early days was he, as a teenager, he was asked to uh, start working for a, a Jewish man, uh, he called it schlepping boxes. So it's basically uh, moving boxes. And uh, because he ended up working there for several years, he uh, picked up a lot of the language called Yiddish, okay? So uh, many immigrants, they bring many of their cultural customs and language and they continue on. And that's one of the beauties of being here is that you have the freedom to do those kind of things. There's no uh, government force requiring, you must do this and that. Of course, uh, you do. we do have official language that we speak in that being English, so we can all do, you know, the same thing. But when you're at home and, you know, in your neighborhood and amongst your family, you can be yourself and that's what's great. So this merchant who was employing Colin Powell taught him some Yiddish, <laughs> which worked well for him for the rest of his career. Um, and uh, he wouldn't have been able to learn that, you know, working, I, I doubt that he would have learned it if he grown, had grown up uh, somewhere like in the South, you know, um, but he grew up in this very diverse place, New York. Um, he, he talked about a story, some of the, one of the things that shaped his, his future was when the owner of this shop came to talk to him and he says, hey, uh, I gotta tell you, Kali, Colin, he, you know, Colin Powell, they used to call him Kali, I think. Or, uh, we, uh, when, the, when the store, when, when, I, when I pass away, the store is going to go to the family and it's not going to go to you, just so you know. <laughs> Colin Powell was like, yeah, of course I knew that. I knew that I wasn't going to, basically he was, he was honored that the man told him as a young man that, hey, go for your education, go, you know, be, uh, Go out there and, and make something of yourself and uh, knowing that he he was even thinking about that was uh, felt he, it made it made colin powell feel pretty good be, that he would actually talk to him and tell him that um you know as if as if he was a kind of a father figure to him so and colin powell had his mom and his dad with him which was another good thing that he had his, his intact family uh all along the way so he also talked about public schools his education being that it was free from the time of kindergarten all the way through college. In fact, the uh, city of New York had uh, funded his education. And uh, when he went to college, he also became interested in the army. He saw the ROTC students marching by and he joined up into the ROTC and turns out that uh, he was highly successful. <laughs> Ended up becoming the commander of his ROTC uh, unit and uh, you know, had become a, a distinguished graduate in that in that respect and entered the army he didn't have the opportunity at the time of going to west point or 
the Citadel or VMI or one of those schools because they were still segregated or still not allowing everybody to go there, okay? But he did go through ROTC, got his commission in the United States Army, and uh, wasn't too, too much longer. He was uh, going to Vietnam in 1962, um, ended up uh, getting married just before heading out there. And uh, this lady that he married, Alma, he, uh, <laughs> he was asking her if, if she would be if she would be writing him when he goes to Vietnam and they were dating and she's like, well, I don't know, you know, uh, <laughs> he wanted to ensure that somebody would be writing him. So that was one of his motivations to go ahead and say, uh, hey, can we get married? <laughs> so 10 days before he was shipping out, they got married. And uh, or maybe, you know, it, it was really very close to his time to ship out. They got married and uh, didn't take too long to start their family. So anyway, here's Alma. I talk about the eagle, the hoss, the hound. She is now, she becomes the eagle, uh, his wife, okay? He's become the eagle because of his service. She becomes the eagle because of her sacrifice and her service with him, the spousal partnership, okay? So for those who haven't seen my show in the past, I, this is the eagle, hoss, and hound podcast. The eagle is an individual with a service background, either from armed forces, law enforcement, fire and rescue, or spouses okay so Colin Powell is an eagle okay he is definitely that he served our country raised his right hand he uh, abided the oath and code of conduct which basically meant that he had to risk his life to do his job and uh, he did that very honorably with dignity and service and sacrifice and his wife Alma was along with him the whole way at least since 1962 and uh, Apparently, uh, he gets back from Vietnam, and he, in the summer of 63, so, uh, you know, that was a really tough time in America's history. He was in Birmingham, Alabama, same place where, uh, where one of the other hosses that I talked about, Medgar Evers, was. And, and, you know, that summer, we know that Medgar Evers lost his life June 12th, the early hours of, the, of June 12th of 1963. Basically, one of the, 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 the strong fighters of uh the civil war two okay civil war one was the civil war civil war two was the civil rights movement more of an ideological uh battle and uh but every bit is important for our american history to uh, advance social integrity in america so that was uh medgar evers birmingham 1963 and here is a guy colin powell who grew up in the north without segregation but he and the army was serving down in the south. And he had, he experienced plenty of, of actual issues where he tried to go to a hamburger joint and they threw him out because segregation. Why? Because they, his skin color wasn't what they liked, okay? He talked about going, if he had to travel in the south, um, anytime he was below Baltimore, he had to be careful. He had to carry a chicken basket in his car. Why? <laughs> a chicken basket because couldn't find a place to go to the bathroom. So uh, because of his dang old skin color, he couldn't go into a regular bathroom at a gas station unless they had one that was designated for colored, okay? And uh, oftentimes you couldn't even find a place that had because they'd have three bathrooms. They'd have a men white, a women white, and a colored bathroom so the color would be for men and women anyway 
that was nonsense, but he had to deal with it. So how does he do it? Like either you know somebody that you can stop at their house and take care of your business, or just carry a chicken basket with you and uh, take care of your business on the road, which is what he did, okay? Another incident that he spoke about was when he got pulled over, um, I think he was going from Georgia to Alabama or something like that because uh, Alma was from Alabama. And uh, he gets pulled over. The cops thought he was speeding. And uh, he had, uh, he was riding in his uh, Volkswagen. He had been in Germany and purchased a Volkswagen, which was very odd at the time to see some foreign car, you know. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, police officer had some, had some empathy for him and, and maybe uh, because he was, was in the army. He said, basically, just just get on out of here and and don't stop and don't you know don't don't let anybody stop you. Basically, uh, had a little bit of uh, empathy for him. So, anyway, that's his experience. Okay, he experienced growing up without segregation. Experienced going into the South when segregation was still there, and he experienced after 1964 going back to that hamburger shop ordering a hamburger and getting a hamburger <laughs> instead of getting thrown out which is progress okay he got to see times when things were bad and then he got to see times when we had progressed further along which is another thing that i like to talk about on this show wait there's a loud sound i'll stop right now as i'm walking along here i came across this park and uh there's a uh, worker from the city who's mowing and uh, i was getting so close to that mower i decided to stop the recording for a moment so anyway uh i was talking about how colin powell had seen uh some some rough stuff and how he had seen improvements after 1964 he'd gone and, and was able to get himself a dang old hamburger that was good so uh he's had you know he had he talked about his service all the stuff that he did while he was in the army and one thing that he was thankful for was being in the army uh, during a time, even though the nation was still segregated in a really rough spot, the army was advanced. Okay, there he gave, he got so many opportunities. He felt because he was in the army, the army was uh, moving forward way ahead of the country on, uh, you know, being equal, allowing for equality, equal opportunity, and he got plenty of great opportunities to serve in the army and to advance his career and continue to grow. Of course, we know he became the first African-American to be the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which, we're, you know, that's awesome stuff, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, so, again, for my listeners, talking about the eagle, Colin Powell being an eagle, his wife being an eagle. When you're an eagle, you develop certain attributes because of your service and sacrifice. You develop the attributes of strength, honor, courage, commitment, and respect. Today's attribute is respect. I'll be talking about it with a little story. This is related to Colin Powell. So Colin Powell was telling a story about when he was Secretary of State. And uh, being that he was a soldier, first he was a soldier, okay, knowing all of the leadership uh, learnings that he's had in his past, you know, one of the things that he learned early on and continue on through his career was the idea of respect okay so uh 
an officer in the service knows that they are no stronger than the very front line private or seaman being Navy or airman being Air Force or Marine they are no better than the very the very front line person and so you have to respect that individual that youngster uh, the person at the lowest level you've got to show them respect you've got to do everything to support them because you are no better than that person even if you're the highest ranking person and so with that in mind he is the Secretary of State going into the State Department every day you know it's a workplace there's an office there's a parking area and there's not a lot of space it's Washington DC the parking area he noticed was kind of jammed up and he just went out, went for a walk down there and uh, <laughs> he's looking at things he's like noticing cars are all stacked up and the people working there they uh, came to talk to him sir can we help you what's what's going on sir oh he's like no problem I'm just looking around he's asking questions how does how do you get these cars uh, stacked up over here how do you decide who's gonna get you know, you, you can't get the first car out unless you get the second and third ones out of the way. How do you decide who's number one? How do you decide? And uh, he said one of the guys came up to him and said, hey, this is how it works. He's like, you know, and, and he also mentioned that everybody working down there was from some other place. They were from Africa or, you know, uh, Caribbean. You know, they were all immigrants. And, you know, they had their own languages and stuff like that. But uh, they were working for not great wages not getting a lot of pay but you know he showed them respect he talked to him he's a secretary of state and he's talking to the employees he's like how do you get how do you decide who's number one he's like here this is how you do it mr powell he's like when the car comes into the driveway in, inside the, the the lot if the individual rolls down the window looks my way smiles and says good morning they're number one <laughs> it's very simple and uh if somebody you know I guess uh, doesn't do that you know maybe they they uh, don't treat somebody with respect they don't decide to bring themselves down to the same level and be respectful to the lowest person you know in this case it happens to be the the attendant in the parking area then uh, well they're not they're not gonna get the favor of uh, of being treated well and when you get in trouble they're not gonna help you out so it's very basic and that's one of the one of the tenets of leadership is to be respectful to everybody and how do you do that is be you consider yourself the same okay we're all the same and I say that so many times I say we are the same uh, Colin Powell said it with everything in his life everything that he did okay he knew respect without even having to think about it okay it's something that he developed in his career and then he promoted in his life so another thing I really really like about the guy is how his concept of trying to shape the future and how important it is to look at the young people that we have from the babies throughout throughout you know schooling high school college that there is so much that we have to uh, to be thankful for and to offer right there with our youth okay that we need to focus on our youth in, in educating them and uh, so Colin Powell and his wife they they started up they started up uh, a uh, uh, an organization I they call it American Promise and it's basically a way to uh, help promote education for all Americans 
and uh, I want to learn. I want to look into that and, and find out more about it because I'm very curious about it, and uh, I think I think it's a wonderful idea. You know, shaping the future. He talked about starting with the baby. When when does education start? It starts with a baby. The baby's looking up at its mother. The mother starts talking and cooing to the baby. And the baby starts learning the mother's language, focusing on the mother. And there is the first start of education right there. That and all the things that you learn in your household, these are the things that really shape your future and how you can uh, be successful. And too many times uh, kids are struggling because their household is in disarray. You know, maybe their parents aren't focused on uh, the right things with the kids and the kids not getting the kind of attention that they need. Even even the baby getting the cooing and the, and the love and all that good stuff and getting the discipline. Okay, the discipline is very important. Discipline says you are valuable and I want you to succeed. And so I care about you enough to tell you and correct you when you are making a mistake because I love you and respect you and you're valuable. So, um... That's another thing that Colin Powell talked about. Anyway, I am just so proud that we have this guy, Colin Powell, as uh, an excellent example of an eagle and a hoss. Uh, I think I might continue to do more research on him, and, and I think he's a model eagle and a model hoss, okay? So uh, here's to you, Colin Powell. Thank you for your service and sacrifice. Thank you for being an example for us. Uh, not only uh, I, I got to serve with you. You were my you were my chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff when I was starting my Navy career. Um, uh, so much respect for you, and nothing nothing about your skin color mattered. Okay, you were just a good leader. Okay, you were somebody who cared, somebody who I could look to as an example, and I really thank you for that. So, uh, here's to you, Colin Powell. You are this week's Haas on the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. You are definitely an eagle, and uh, rest in peace. This is J.D. Collier with Eagle, Haas, and Hound. Have a great week, America. Yeah, there's my puppy. There's Vader. That's my dog. Yeah, you were trying to get my attention when I was doing that podcast, weren't you? Uh-huh, I heard you out here barking. Yeah, this is Vader. Can you say hi, Vader? Hoo, roo, roo. Can you say roo, roo, huh, puppy? Say roo, roo. Yes, there's my puppy. Vader's almost 16 years old. Yeah, he's he's an old boy. Get up, quarter before. I go to work and I hit the floor. Hard work, work. 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 All right, guys, that's awesome.